0: Hello everybody, it's Jack Mitchell here on SBO Perspectives along with Dan Bricato. That's right. And we got a special episode today. I mean, we got somebody on both sides, the private and public, and he's going to bring it to you really, really strong today and give you all you need to know as it relates to more than just uh, budgeting, but really the SBO world. So.
1: Yeah, today we're bringing one of the more unique perspectives that we've had on the show. And we're really excited to introduce Mike Vespi, the School Business Administrator at South Orange Town. He's really had an interesting career that we don't really see too often. He started in public education transitioned over to the private sector, still working in the education arena, and has more recently transitioned back to being a school business administrator. So we're really excited to bring this interview today, and we hope you like it and you share it and you get something out of this conversation. And here's our interview with Mike Fespe. Today on the podcast, we have Mike Vespi. He's the school business administrator at South Orangetown Central School District, but he has kind of a unique history having 20 years in public education. He was 10 years at Fayetteville Manlius as the assistant superintendent for business services, but went to the private sector for four years as a senior analytics advisor at Forecast 5. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks yeah, so much Mike. for
2: having me. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah,
0: we're excited to have you on. This is we gonna be are, a good conversation. We're pumped up. I mean, I listen, when I ran into you last week, we were up in Albany, right? And we were talking, I said, okay, you, you thought of the idea. And I say, you know what? That's it's just it's genius because for our listeners to hear somebody who's actually been on both sides, right? private side as well as public, it's, it's huge, and really. So so thanks for coming on, Mike. And I'm going to oh, get right pleasure. into it. Um, my yeah. pleasure. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, like I said, we were talking, I'm not going to really ask the why, but I'm more, I'm more so sort of curious, like what it's like on both sides. So like, if you can maybe tell us, was it like, you know, working for the private sector, you know, in the capacity that pretty much that relegated you as an expert, right? And then, you know, you were now a support, a source of support to your peers. How is this just kind of like break us into that?
2: Yeah. So it was it's fantastic working for the private sector, especially in a field related to what we do at school business officials. And, you know, at first I was a little nervous that I would be out of touch with my colleagues uh, and my peers. And I was really fearful that I, you know, I would miss kind of the network that I was in and working with all the wonderful people. But then the reality came that I was working with everybody and then even more people. So yeah, you probably for- saw
1: more people than you were used to anyways, right? Yeah. Not,
2: just, not <laughs> just working with the central New York business officials, but business officials from all around the state. At the time, I was the first employee in New York state hired by Forecast 5 Analytics. And my job was to really teach school business officials how to use the, the long range financial planning software. And so what was really neat about working in, in, the, in the public sector in particular, doing that is it, it was just a part of the job that I really was, that I loved and was passionate about. So just working with school business officials mm-hmm. on their long range financial plan and reviewing those factors. And what was neat is I had previously, to, to, you know, making that transition, I'd worked with Deb Cunningham and uh, Kurt Yeager from New York State oh. ASBO. And we revised the long-range financial planning curriculum. So I was teaching the class at ASBO, and then we had the corresponding software to go with it. So it it really, it's a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed it uh, very much.
1: And I I think I remember meeting you for the first time. You had just transitioned over to Forecast 5. I think we were at the Lake Placid Ed Summit. And I didn't know who you were because I was new to the field. And I remember everybody was standing around you. That's right. they're like Mike just went to the private sector. He's been in public education for so many years and everybody's yeah. like, that's crazy, man. That that's too. crazy. Well,
2: it was really a unique situation because Forecast 5 Analytics at the time was growing. They were primarily based in Chicago, but they you know, were expanding. And I had met Scott Smith, who's the current CEO, not for the company, but for the division, because mm-hmm. Forecast 5 Analytics was just recently purchased by Frontline Education. Right. And then you know, not probably at the next June conference, I met Mike English who is the founder of the company Mm. and you just can't work with two people that just, you know, from a leadership standpoint, are just so outstanding, so innovative and so focused on helping public education that, Mm -hmm. you know, I decided to just meet with them and really understand what their goals were and what their plans were for the future. And so You know, once you have that experience and you're able to to network and and meet leaders like Mike English and Scott Smith, it just really that really set to me, it was like, well, if I'm gonna take a chance and take an opportunity to venture into the private sector, I wanna do it with, you know, leaders like like those two.
1: Well, that's really encouraging that you were able to transition and it was, you know, somewhat easy because you had that supportive leadership at the top really kind of uh, shepherding you along as the first advisor in New York. And, you know, you kind of touched on this already, but can you kind of speak to the differences that you've seen having been in a district for 10 years as a school business administrator transitioning to the private sector where you're doing similar but yet totally different work? And then transitioning back to a school district. What did you see as kind of the main differences when you were in the private sector?
2: Yeah. So working in a school district, and especially, you know, what I've been able to observe with you know our colleagues in the last, you know, 18 months with COVID and everything else, the stress level in a public school district is obviously much, much higher from the standpoint, and, and I've had this conversation in leadership courses that I've been associated with and taught. A lot of what we do in education is fear based, meaning you're worried about being in compliance with the state comptroller's office. True. You're worried about being in compliance with the state education department. You're Mm -hmm. worried about being in compliance with the county. You know, obviously, there's a strong accountability with parents uh, in the school district. Yeah. And then you have all the Board of Education policies and procedures. So a lot of what you do is governed by these rules. And so it's not that you can't be creative. It's just you spend a lot of your time doing things that where you're in compliance. Whereas if you go work in the private sector, you have, there's definitely stress, there's pressure, you know, there's an obligation maybe to meet a sales goal um, or, yeah. you know, there's accountability, but you can be creative and innovative. Mm. And, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of given, you know, a free opportunity to go out and use your mind and expand and explore and, and present different ideas. On how you think you can help school business officials do long-range planning. So that was just, just a much different feeling. You, know, you wake up in the morning and it's not, oh, I've got to get, I've got to get this report in by this deadline. It's <laughs> hey, I wonder, I wonder if I can help that North uh, Country School District put together a long-range financial plan. So that they can be prepared for two or three years down the road, you know, rather than maybe do a merger uh, study or, or, you know, go into a merger district, maybe we can keep them afloat by doing this long range financial plan. So mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's that, you see what I mean? So it's just that, yep. it's just a different feeling, you know, it's when good. you're, when you're able to help school districts in that manner, as opposed to kind of complying with regulations and guidance. So that was really the biggest difference that I noticed when I went to the private sector.
1: And having that creative freedom, I mean, that that sounds great. And, you know, really exciting to be able to kind of transition into something like that. When you had that opportunity to kind of, like you mentioned, work with districts and updating their plans and get a little more creative with how they're presenting this data, did you find that districts were receiving that pretty well? And were they ready to kind of transition to more creative thinking on their end to complement what you had to give?
2: So this is something that Jack and I talked about. And, and I think Mm -hmm. You know, this is something I really noticed when I was working with all the different districts around the state. You know, right now, it's tough to justify the time in your schedule. You know, it's really challenging. So a lot of school districts where I would notice, Mike, I don't have time. Mike, I don't have time. Mike, can you do this for me? I don't have time. And and absolutely, we could provide that, that level of service. But, you know, John, as you know, being an expert in long range planning yourself and having the outstanding plan that you've developed you've got to take the time and you've got to put that time right. into it. So, you know, one of the things that you know, lessons that I've learned is even though I'm slammed right now, you know, being a new business official coming back, you know, after 4 years and getting back into the field, I know that I have to to set aside time in my schedule to get these types of things done, you know, attend meetings and really, you know, attend a seminar to, to, to learn what, what's the latest and greatest chart that's being developed for forecast five and how can, how does it, you know, how does it help me do my job? So that's one of the things I learned is that it doesn't matter how busy I am. I've got to take a a breath. I got to pause and I got to continue to to help better myself by taking classes and learning and and being open to, you know, learning different things.
0: It's a great point. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, I I recall too, reaching out to you one time and you were just so helpful. And like, I know a lot of the presentations you mentioned, the the founders. And I mean, Forecast 5 was always on point. I mean, I I never forget, like I was working on my first year with Transparency and you really guided me. I didn't even have you, right? I had, uh, you know, someone else, um, which is great. But you really said, look, you, you brought it all back. And I could tell you're really passionate about that. And I'm curious, like what, I guess since you've had now coming back in and, and, and seeing the other side, what do you miss most now about the privacy? It may be, two point, it may be a two-part question. What do you miss most, right, from the, and then I guess what do you miss from when you had previously been in education?
2: Well, I miss, you know, I like, I work with about 95 school districts. I miss my clients. I miss the people. Okay. I miss help. I miss, I miss helping people. Obviously I don't have time to do that now. So I miss mm-hmm. the stories I miss being in a situation where people would bounce ideas off me. You know, we could talk about, hey, it looks like some debt's going to fall off. You know, are you in that capital project planning? So obviously, because of my background and experience, I did a lot more than just talk about the software and how yeah. sort of different menus worked and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, internalize it. Yeah, I really did. And that's what I that's what I missed the most is just helping mm-hmm. people out, you know, bouncing ideas off of them. You know, what's interesting is, you know, one of the interview questions I had coming, you know, back into the profession was, how are you going to acclimate yourself because you've been gone in the private sector, you know, for four years? How are you going to get back into this field? I never
0: True. left the
1: field. I was going to say, you were still around.
2: Yeah. yeah. One, yeah. Of the greatest things about, yeah one of the greatest <laughs> really. things about going into a field that's associated with being a school business official is you never leave. You stay current you have the same friends, you have the same clients, the same colleagues, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so I, you know, I feel really good about that. So I I miss probably the most, I I miss that freedom. But I also miss being in that role to, hey, who am I going to talk with today? Who's that appointment with today? I wonder what they've got going on. I wonder how I can help today. So I, I miss that. But on the flip side, the stuff that I learned over the last four years, that, you know, is incredible, you know, so now, You know, I can take all of the all of those questions and 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 all of those scenarios and I can use that. It just it grew my experience. I know so much more about charts of accounts now, the transparency report, the ESSA report, you know, even some facets of you know, like capital accounting now that I really wasn't in the weeds with before because I managed it and you know, I left it to the treasurer and I managed it. Now I know that because. You know, I know the special aid fund accounting more so than I ever did in my entire life. So, you know, I'm able to leverage all that experience and come back nice. and be more efficient in the job that I do now. Not yeah. that I've really had a chance to do that yet, because obviously, you know, we're, I'm slammed just like everybody else with audit and ST3 and, yep. you know, all, all the compliance reports, but I'm really looking forward to transition and do, you know, to into long range financial planning now and, and getting that all in order I, I don't think I would have been able to do the Thsa grant application or the ARP grant application if I didn't know as much as I, I learned you know about the different okay. the different special aid fund accounting so that's, that's all been really super super positive
1: mm-hmm. so is it is it safe to say that you got your state transparency done with your eyes closed <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> My colleagues at Forecast 5, Logan is my advisor, and obviously, you know, Brady and Heather are the best, but, you know, I didn't attend one of the webinars or anything because, you know, really, I was there from, you know, the ground up. We we developed that form as a team, and I did send an email, though, to, to the New York team just praising them because they really have perfected that report, the process, procedures. They're so efficient at it. And, but yeah, I could do that one. And, you know, the ESSA report that's coming up as well, I know exactly what questions to ask and how to get prepared. And again, forecast five has, you know, done a brilliant job with getting that form ready. So absolutely. Yeah. That's a major part of the job now. And, you know, John, I'm glad you asked it because here's the part that I couldn't do at forecast five. Now that I know the form and I know what it means on the surface, now I can actually get into the analysis of it. So John, mm-hmm. I can do some of the stuff that you're doing where you're actually looking at, well, what do these numbers mean? And should I be adjusting my budget accordingly? So that's something that I actually, you know, watch watch clients like you develop. And now I have all these great ideas as a result of that. Right. Wow. And I, you
1: know, I'm I'm kind of I'm <laughs> kind of surprised that I'm admitting this, but you know, I think there is some merit to kind of what S and transparency have brought to us. It's not just mundane reporting, although it can feel that way sometimes. But Mike, you bring up a great point that now that our data is being bucketed and categorized a little bit differently than what we're used to, we are forced to look at it differently. So I know it's certainly changed the way that I present my data to the public and to my board. And and I'm sure you're going to make some great adjustments to what South Orangetown has as well.
2: Yeah, you know, it gives me the chance to, to analyze the data. And we said it because... You know, it's funny, Brady and I did a presentation once, and some of our feedback was like, man, you guys are really super negative about all this. But everybody was so <laughs> upset. Who wasn't? You know, well, everyone's was so upset, like we had to do a stupid report. You know, but, mm-hmm. but really, the reality is, you know, by looking at the report from a budget standpoint, and then an actual standpoint, the whole goal is to direct resources and dollars towards students that need it, or schools that need it or even programs that need it. So there is some merit to being, you know, to be able to have that level of analysis and then guide dollars to where it's most needed to to impact student achievement. So, you know, I again, again, prior to leaving and going to the private sector and learning that information, I don't think I would have been um, as successful to do that. I would have been in this crazy hurry. Just get it done. I probably would have did it at the last minute. You know, I probably would have made someone at forecast five mad because I schedule a last minute thing and I need to get it all done. <laughs>
1: Love it. The Thursday know? before Labor and then,
2: Day. And then just like, all right, cram it in, and then all right, move on to the next thing to put out the next fire. Now, yes, I did it. I've looked at it, and I'm going to use it during the budget process this year. Very
0: Great.
1: Nice. So you, you you've touched on a lot of your experiences, and I I guess my next question to you would be, what do you think that you've gained from your overall experience? transitioning from public to private back to public. And how do you see this kind of molding your future in the industry?
2: So I would say four years ago, you know, I, I, I internalized everything, you know, I was in the job for, you know, practically 10 years. I knew everybody in the community. I had all these, you know, pressures and stresses on me and, you know, I could not see the force through the trees and probably the biggest thing that's changed since, I left it, I, you know, I left the, the, the public, I went private. <clears throat> I was able to just take a deep breath and realize like this is a job, you can have fun with this job, you can enjoy it, but you have to take a deep breath. It's not your life. You have to have a work balance. You can't just go into that job at seven in the morning until seven at night and then stay for a board meeting or a committee meeting. You know, I, I, I lost a lot of time with my family. So one of the things I said to Jack is looking back on it, what I would say, you know, to folks that are newer to the field that have families, get home and enjoy your families. The job is going to be there the next day. I promise you that's going to be there and there's going to be more than enough work to do. So when I was, you know, working at forecast five, I would tell people like, it's okay. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be challenged, but it's not your life. We'll get through this. We're going to give you the data. We're going to, we're going to help you get through it we're going to get you through the presentation with the board we're going to get you through the reporting don't worry about it it's not it's not being upset to the point where it starts to impact your health right you know mm-hmm. so so i think that's the biggest thing you know i've really you know i think i had one time i've had you know my assistant say hey don't be grumpy today and smile you know what i mean but the rest <laughs> of the time i'm trying to say all right there's some there's some crazy stuff that we're all trying to do There's a lot of stuff that, you know, there's a lot of hard work that we do, but it's okay. And by the way, get home, get a walk in, get a run in, read a book. You know, one of the other things I'll tell you
0: Netflix. Working,
2: work. (laughs) Yeah, watch Netflix. But one of the things I'll tell you, working for private companies, Frontline in particular, and Forecast Five to an extent, but they have wonderful leadership programs
0: Mm -hmm. where you
2: read a leadership book together and you're in a leadership cohort. And you know, nice. that's so important. Now, Forecast 5, we had LinkedIn Learning. So I made an effort, you know, once a month for 45 minutes during my work time, I would log into LinkedIn Learning and I would watch something about leadership or time management or you, know, you can do that now. That stuff's out there on YouTube. It's yeah. out there on LinkedIn, you know, so take some time to reflect and build yourself. So that's another thing. Like I was just, you know, I had a, I had a leadership guy once describe it, like, You know, I was just a hamster in that cage, just running around a million miles an hour with my hair on fire all the time, putting out fires, this meeting, that meeting, boom, 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 boom. I never took time to see, you know, the trees through the forest, just relax and and take a breath. Now I know to do that. So I think that was another learning experience. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so hard to tell people this, but if you have a chance, think about when you're right now as a school business official. When you go on vacation, if you're fortunate enough to go for a week and come back, think about how you feel. Now, imagine if you go for two weeks and come back, how you feel. Now, imagine if you do that for four years and do a job that you love and come back and see how you feel. So people have to just stay in that mindset, you know what I mean? And just carry that over. It doesn't have to be stressful to the point where you feel crazy all the time.
1: Yeah. That's a great point, and I think a lot of that comes from just actually taking the plunge and doing it like you did, because as you said, it's you can say this until you're blue in the face, but I think you give a good analogy about going on vacation, but until somebody is actually experiencing it, it's like, oh, I should have done this 10 years ago, and I would have had a much more solid work-life balance. I think that's that's a great point.
0: Yeah, and I was just going to say, I mean, I remember when you said that, Mike, too, but really, you know... The next question I have is generally our last question is always, hey, you know, what advice can you give the others? That was the best piece of advice. I mean, I wouldn't even ask the question, you know, you know, nothing's really I mean, things have changed. I would say, yeah, from when you left a little bit in a landscape, but you've been part of that change. You've been still connected and you took the time to really reflect. Right. And that helped you. And like I said, internalize. And now you're, you're in a better space. So, I mean, really, really good stuff. Really, there's nothing more here i mean we appreciate you yeah,
1: yeah my no problem thank you so much for your time and you know you you've been one of the more unique perspectives we've had i, I can say that you know having between you know private and public uh, sectors is definitely a, a unique perspective that you brought to the show and you know if you ever want to nerd out over some long-range financial planning you're only a drive over the hudson river now so it's great i know it.
2: i know it, it i will uh, we'll definitely do that because um you know, that's one thing I've noticed coming back into the field, John. We have we don't have as many opportunities to get together as a BOSI's or an ASBO. I know right. things are done a little differently in oh, this so area, it's but
0: now. Yeah. yeah,
2: but but yeah, people are still you know relatively conservative. So, so I'm really looking forward to to doing that and and you know sharing more, you know, just kind of overall philosophy. But you know what we do what we do for we we do great things for kids every day and you know mm. this is a job that it, it's demanding it's changed a lot there's, there's no simple it's not simple to be a school business official anymore it's not like you're just you know doing one thing you're you're literally in charge of the entire district's financial operations and half of the employees that work in the district i mean that's a big right. responsibility you know but you can have some fun along the way we still work in a public school district It's about kids, it's about having them, you know, grow up and learn and have fun. And so, you know, we're in such a great field that we really should be positive. We should have fun with it. It shouldn't be, we shouldn't constantly be all stressed out. So I'm hoping that, you know, through this message, you know, we can encourage people to take a deep breath, you know, think about how it feels after vacation and bring that, continue to bring that feeling back and really have an impact on what they do. So if, if there's one message I've conveyed, you know, that's probably the most important one. And mm. it, it takes it, it literally takes you to get away from it sometimes because you're so into it to realize it. So, so I hope we can, I hope we can send that message and, and maybe help help a few people to, you know, feel good Absolutely. about what they do if they're, if they're not in such a good place.
0: Of course. Well, you heard it here from directly the source. From you, the great Vespy. <laughs> oh, and by, I don't. Before I really wrap up, I gotta say that show Clickbait, I watched it on the weekend. It was really awesome, man. Thanks for the yeah, that's next. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's all I see online
1: right now. Squid Game, I've yeah, that's it, number
0: yeah. one on uh, Netflix. Here, But at least we know, I, and that's something we're doing too. With a lot of folks coming on, we're getting like maybe more personalized stuff. So, for somebody who doesn't know, Mike is a number one when it comes to like Netflix. I mean, you know, all the shows, so
2: <laughs> well, you don't
0: know about it.
2: Yeah. You know, I'm watching a new one right now. You know, you gotta, you gotta do that. You know, you gotta,
0: again, that's work life
2: balance and yep. you know, that, that's, that's better than watching some of the stuff that we see on TV. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I don't
1: know, Mike, every time we talk, we're, you know, we're always talking about working out and doing stuff outside. Are you still hitting the gym on the regular? How's yeah, that going with so, the new job?
2: No, I've, I've, I've really, I've really struggled with weight. I, I, I got on a nice routine. Earlier this year, and then with the transition back into the job, you know, I really struggled the last couple of months. But I, I'm i drinking my 28 ounces of water right now. There you after, go. After we wrap up, I'm going to change, and um, it's beautiful out here. Yeah, and I can't believe how nice the weather is um, this late into the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to go for a one mile jog. And when I say jog, I promise you it's going to be a jog. <laughs> 12 so minute mile. <laughs> <laughs> it might it might be like a 15 15? minute mile. Okay, then, all right, that's dark. And then uh I've got a 1 mile jog and a 1 mile walk coming up and then that's it for tonight. Yeah, so oh, that'll, be, that'll be my it. that'll be my cardio workout tonight and then lift some weights in the morning. But yeah, I'm hoping to I'm hoping to be respectful by the time I see everybody in November.
1: <laughs> no judgment here. No judgment. all yeah, oh, good. I, I I um,
2: piled up, I piled on the weight, you know. Um, I, it's gotta, easy to I've do. Got,
1: Tell me about. I've, I've
2: got to wear I, I I've got to wear all my my oversized forecast 5 stuff that, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm wearing all these big sweaters in July. It's not working, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wow. no, but
2: but yeah, I'm just I'm just getting back to that point where I can probably say i okay. you know, I'm, I'm back to like you know, one or two workouts. It needs to be three or four a week. So, but but yeah, you we'll get, get there. That. We'll get Consistency
1: there, is key, right?
2: You know, you 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 always sure. look good. And I saw Jack out there running last week. So Jack's a machine. We it, ran about four does, miles.
0: I ran with It doesn't matter. Many hours. Pretty good. It,
1: it doesn't matter like where we are, who who, what meeting we have. He's always up first, outside doing <laughs> something, running, biking, you name it. Jack's he's he's an animal. Yeah, you nice guys. Young. You, you guys yeah.
2: are great. Enjoy that. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the motivation from you two to keep that. There up, you go. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, listen, we love you. Thank you again, man, for coming on and we'll catch you soon. We'll catch you next month. Yeah. All right? Thanks. All right,
2: Mike. You, all right. You guys take care. I'll talk to all you right. soon. Bye. Bye now.
1: And that was our interview with Mike Vespy. We wanna say thank you again to to Mike and taking the time to speak with us. As with all of our guests, we always appreciate the time that they put forth and set aside for us. And especially tonight, because we, again, really did get a unique perspective from somebody who's seen kind of both sides of the arena as it relates to education.
0: Yep, right in it and i gotta say you know mike just alluded on to something before we really cut off you know i just remembered we never really got to the listeners to let them know what happened to our contest but he was i was hoping you forgot about that (laughs) i know we're gonna we're gonna get this out here real quick we're gonna throw a little (laughs) bonus piece right here but mike was just talking about working out and that's definitely getting that balance and so we're looking forward to see him so thanks again mike so anyway listeners out there as you know, about a month or so ago, John and I did a contest. I'll let John tell you briefly what the contest parameters were, and then we're not gonna tell you the outcome. What we're gonna do is we're gonna actually say, if any one of our listeners out there can really come to the closest as to not to two one, but I guess the margin of victory, we got a nice, for. Well, I was going to say Forecast 5 t-shirt, I guess. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is an SBO perspective t-shirt, and uh, we're going to build up there. We're actually looking for a lot of our listeners, too, to come on in an upcoming episode later on this fall, where we're going to have our, our greatest listeners, our fans out there, give us the direct perspective, which we're looking forward to that. But anyway, hit them, John. Let them know. Well, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> so... For those of
1: you who may tuned in about a month or so ago, we, we were starting this competition. We both have an Apple Watch and the way the competition feature works on the Apple Watch is you have your move ring, which is how many active calories you burn in a day. You have your exercise ring, which is how many minutes of exercise and then your stand ring, which is how many hours that you stand during a day and how it's calculated is you have your own personal caloric goal and you can get 200% on that. You can get... 200% on the exercise ring. And then, you know, up to 200% on the skin. So you can only max out on those. So those are the parameters. And it was a seven day competition. Oh, seven and, days. you know, yeah, every day, Jack and I would be in the gym, we'd be working out. And, you know, it alerts you like, so, you know, Jack. Yeah. Uh, I, just, work just, out. I
0: gotta, I gotta <laughs> say something real quick. I would get out literally Actually, I wouldn't even be up, and it'd be five in the morning, John just completed a workout. I'm like, what the? But it was motivation to say, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna get it. And I know John probably got something like nine, ten o'clock at night, like, damn, this guy got another freaking one. It was, it, it definitely was a competition. So,
1: you know, what we would like to do is um, push it out to the uh, to the listeners and, you know, who do you think won and by how much, you know, percentage-wise? What do you think the percentage margin was? Because we, we won't get into the specific points, but, you know, by anyone, that's closest on the percent you know we'll get you a, an sbo perspectives t-shirt and we'll send that out to you
0: good stuff all right well listen everybody out there thanks again for listening this is sbo perspectives i'm jack mitchell and i'm john Mercado. we're signing off see you next week
1: thanks everyone